So we are immersed in a really powerful month. This month's theme is the power of mind. And this is just really the, the whole teaching of the science of mind and, and spirit is about mind. It's about mind training. It's about becoming conscious of our thoughts, right, and, and transcending those limiting thoughts for the limitless one. So it's a real powerful month. And this last week we talked about the, the consciousness of oneness, right? We, we understand each one of us is an individualized not an individual, but an individualized expression of the one life, right? Out picturing itself in form, as all form everywhere. And since we are expressions of the one life, it stands to reason we are made of the same stuff, right? If spirit made everything, it made everything out of itself. It was the only thing to make anything out of. Does that make sense, right? So whatever the nature of spirit is, is imbued in all of its creations. So we are made in the image and likeness of spirit. Spirit made us from the building blocks of itself. So we are some individualized part of the whole life of God. So we have whatever qualities we assign to spirit, we have within ourselves, right? So there's that lovely banner over there with lots and lots of qualities of God. So abundance and, and balance and beauty and freedom and joy and love and order and peace and power and unity and wholeness and wisdom, all of those characteristics that we assign as qualities of God, they must be qualities of us. Right? We are that which thou art. And so if spirit is abundance, then we must have that also within us to express, which leads me to the topic of today, which is the consciousness of abundance. And so here's the definition. This is just right, you know, like Webster's. Abundance is a very large quantity of something. <laughs> okay, that's like pretty reasonable. The quality or amount of something like a chemical element or an animal or a plant species, especially in a particular area, right? And the volume, the concentration of something. So that's what we're talking about today. A whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> a whole bunch of something. So this is not a money talk, so you can breathe. <laughs> breathe. It's not a money talk. It's an abundance talk. Abundance is a quality of God. And, you know, I've been sensitive to this topic, really, because, you know, one of the major criticisms of New Thought philosophy over the years, um, and, and religious science in particular, is the belief that we are just a prosperity teaching that that was like all there was to us, you know, like we're going to just teach you how to make millions. <laughs> and, and, you know, like the movie The Secret, right? It seemed very oversimplified. You know, you put your order into the universe and you just hand it over and poof, you know, you wake up the next morning, it's on your back steps, yay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really not like that. You know, the new thought philosophy about resonating in the truth of our wholeness is more about the quality of abundance and beauty and balance and all of those, rather than here's how you make a million dollars, you know? And I remember when uh, Terry Cole Whitaker, actually, when she was uh, had her television ministry back in the 80s, and she was very successful, and she had thousands of people at the, I can't remember the name of the theater now. Somebody will. The Cortez? Was it the Cortez? Yeah, okay. Um, she, was, uh, she went to Chicago once because she was thinking about opening up a television in that market. And uh, man, they just crushed her, you know, in the, in the reviews. I mean, she went to that city to open up something and, and they really 
criticized her very harshly in the newspapers, and they called her like the queen of you can have it all, and you know things like that. And, and um, what they had said in the newspapers was, Terry Cole Whitaker carried Schulerism to the nth degree. And if you remember who that is, Robert Schuler from the Crystal Cathedral, who was a, a very popular minister of reform, uh, he had a reform church, and uh, power of positive thinking, that sort of stuff, that kind of Norman Vincent Peale thing that Robert Schuler took, you know, and, and made it really po uh, popular. Anyway, the, the criticism went on to say to someone like myself, this goes against the essence of the gospel. What kind of ministry is it that stacks up against what Jesus said? All this kind of stuff. And so it, it was not a, a very welcoming reception that she got. So, so there is the background to the misunderstanding of what new thought philosophy really is. We are not about uh, get-rich-quick schemes, you know? And, and so in the... In the Early days of this faith philosophy, ministries uh, of religious uh, science, divine science, unity, we, we all had to sort of um, uh, uh, explain that, you know, explain that that's not who we are. And Terry Cole Whitaker was really good about understanding and articulating the difference, and here's what she said. I love this. She said, my contribution is to acknowledge people for the beautiful beings that they are. And to say, hey, you are worth it. You are valuable. When I talk about prosperity, everybody thought I meant money. I didn't. To prosper means to flourish, to thrive, to make broad, sweeping gestures. That's amazing. That's what she was talking about. She was talking about flourishing, using all of those qualities of God, allowing them to flow through us, to become that fully articulated spirit in form that spirit wants us to be, to use everything we've got, and to live from that wholeness, that sense of wholeness. And so I love her description. I think that's amazing. We are meant to inherit the kingdom, which includes all good things including, yes, but certainly not limited to financial prosperity, but that's certainly a part of it. You know, when we talk about the, the vow of poverty, you know, that a lot of, lot of faith traditions have talked of, it was really not, I'm going to give up everything that I own, I'm just going to give it away, and I'm going to live on the, the robe in the rice bowl forever and always. The original vow of poverty said, I will never do for money what I would not do for love. That's an amazing difference. I will not do for money what I would not do for love. And Ernest Holmes said this, he said, uh, in the essential Ernest, he says, lessons on prosperity and mental control of conditions are sometimes dangerous because of the misunderstanding of this subject. Science of mind is not a get-rich-quick scheme. We do not teach you that you can get what you want. If we could all get what we want, it might be disastrous. For it is almost certain some of us would want some things that would interfere with the well-being of someone else. Consequently, this science of mind does not promise something for nothing. It does, however, tell us that if we comply with the law, the law complies with us. And that's what this teaching is. 
Remember, the universe doesn't happen to us. Our situations don't happen to us. Life doesn't happen to us. The universe responds to us. It responds to us. You know, abundance is an energy. It's an energetic we dwell in. All right? It's not something we get. We resonate in an energy. And we resonate either in the energy of love or the energy of fear. In the energy of abundance or the energy of lack. In the energy of, of you know, joy or the energy of sadness. And what we resonate with, we wind up attracting to us into our experience. We resonate, the levels at which we resonate draws to us a like experience. And this information comes to us from David Hawkins. Does anybody remember David Hawkins' power versus force, right? What we dwell in, the energy that we're dwelling in, that we're thinking, that we're resonating with, we subsequently attract into our experience. Remember, Ernest Holmes said, we comply with the law. The law complies with us. We can only be, it can only be to us what we are to it. And we wind up generating, manifesting those predominant thoughts and feelings that we are resonating with. We resonate love. We attract more love into our life. We resonate abundance. We attract more abundance into our experience. It's just the way it is. It's just the way that it is. Our energetic creates a field around us. When we resonate with that harmoniously, that's what we draw into our, into our experience. So it is up to us to resonate with love, with joy, with all of those qualities that we attribute to God. We must remember they're ours. They're us. They're the very nature of us. We don't have to get it. We don't have to get it, you know? It's not something we get. What we talk about a, um, a get mentality is not a receptive mentality. So we have to resonate with the truth of who we are, and, and then we allow it into our experience. Epicurus said, not what we have, but it is what we enjoy that constitutes our abundance. Not what we have, but what we enjoy. And what that means is we're consciously putting our attention on it, right? The stuff we enjoy, we're knowing we're enjoying it. We're having that experience of enjoyment. So the stuff we enjoy, that constitutes our abundance. Abundance is not about wealth, but it can be that. I am not excluding wealth, you know? I'm not excluding it. I'm just saying abundance is a whole lot more than that. Abundance, remember, a large quantity of something, right? A large quantity of something. Leaves on the trees, Grass on the ground, grains of sand on the beach, stars in the evening sky. It all constitutes abundance. We're constantly reminded, every time we look around, we're constantly reminded of the lavish abundance of the universe, are we not? Everywhere we look, we're constantly reminded. The universe is just pouring itself out in all, in all avenues to remind us of the abundance of life. Hey, look, there are seven and a half billion of us on Earth. Right? I call that abundance. Oh my gosh, we have peopled the place. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's not about money or about riches, but that's included in abundance. Our teaching recognizes we already live in an abundant universe. See, that's the thing. Our teaching already, already has that, you know, that we, we are already in an abundant universe. You look around, there's an abundance of all good. It's about recognizing and aligning with the good life has to offer. 
being receptive to it, again, rather than trying to get it. The whole idea of trying to get something implies we don't have it. Do you see where we go off track? The very idea that we have to get something implies we don't have it. And what, what the science of mind and spirit says is that we are surrounded by it. We are immersed in it. It is the quality of God that flows through us, just like all the other qualities. So it's nothing we have to get. It's something we must align with. It's something that we have to understand already exists. A receptive mentality means just aligning with some good, some quality, and allowing it to flow through us. When we understand that nothing is held back, when we understand nothing is held back from spirit into all of its forms, into all of its expressions, we understand that we then get to align with that principle. It is a principle and we let it flow. The universe is already an abundant place. We don't have to make it an abundant place. It's already an abundant place. We have to stop blocking our good. So our teaching a lot of times, meditation, visualization, affirmation, visioning, all of those spiritual tools that we teach are for that, for removing the blockages to our good that perhaps we have built up over time. Ernest Holmes said this, um, 1935 Science Mind magazine, actually. He said, we do not teach how to influence people, how to get rich, how to have one of those dominating personalities. That is very silly. That's what he said. There are lots of people who actually believe that there is someone who can teach them that. There is no such thing. Every man slash woman, every human, is an institution in his own right. So there's nobody that's out there that's going to teach you some magic tricks. I know, I know, I know. Um, Mark Twain said a long time ago, Mark Twain said, I can teach anybody to get anything that they want. Problem is, I've never met anyone who knew what they wanted. <laughs> so, I, you know, I get it. There were plenty of teachings out there that said that, but that's not what this is about. This is about being, being um, the power of your own word like the quote that, that Reverend Jean spoke to before the meditation. Our word is, is got its own power in it, so it's about speaking our own word. That's what he meant. Every man is an institution in his own right. There's no one out there that's going to save us, you know, this whole idea of, you know, no, no science of mind white horse going to, you know, ride in with a knight on it and save us. We are the ones that change our own thinking, we are the institution in our own lives. We are the salvation of our own lives. We are the ones that change our thinking and change our lives. We expand our consciousness of abundance. We expand the demonstration of abundance. We expand our consciousness of love. We expand the demonstration of love. And the same goes for all of them, with wisdom, with joy, with order. We expand those consciousness first. And then it experiences in our lives. Does that make sense? Because everything, everything, everything begins in consciousness. Everything begins with the thought. We don't make things happen. We make them welcome. We make them welcome. We change our, our thinking so that we resonate in the, in the energy of abundance. We make it welcome in our lives. So... 
After spending 15 minutes telling you what we don't do, <laughs> we don't teach people how to get rich, let's talk about ways to do that. No, no, I'm kidding. Let's talk about ways to expand our consciousness, because that's what we're talking about. Expanding our consciousness mentally and, and spiritually and consciously being open and receptive to a greater experience of life. Because that's really what this is about, isn't it? It's about, it's about creating a greater life. It's about creating a, a broader experience of all of the good that life has to offer. Isn't that what we're about, really? About living a greater life as spirit intended. You know, we, we are placed here. Spirit thought you into existence for a reason. You're here for a reason. You're here to express the wholeness of spirit. And that includes all of those qualities. And so when we are going to be living this fuller, expanded life, we have to start in our own consciousness. We are a point of in divine mind. And it is up to us to resonate with that and to align with that and to allow that to flow through us into the world and to contribute in such a way as only we can. So how do we go about this up-leveling of our consciousness, up-leveling our experience of good? And you know... What is on every single list when they talk about living the bigger, fuller life? What is the first thing on every list of the top 10 things to do to experience you know, more abundance in your life? The number one thing is gratitude. It's always gratitude. Go on the internet, look it up. It is always gratitude. Every time you want to look at a list of ways to make your life happier, better, more expressive, more expansive, whatever, more abundant, it always starts with gratitude all the time. Be grateful for what we have. Resonate with what we already have. It's not about getting more. Again, the get mentality is not a receptive mentality, right? It's about resonating in the good we already have. And, you know, when you look around, there's, there's a lot of good. You know, just right from the bed you woke up in this morning, right? It's comfortable. It's, it's delicious. It's wonderful. Um, I am always grateful for indoor plumbing. I don't know about you. I got to tell you, <laughs> that's my number one thing. It's like toilets. I love toilets. Anyway, you have to be grateful for all that good stuff, you know? The breakfast that you had, the roof over your head, the car that got you here this morning, every single thing we can be grateful for. So we start in gratitude. We start in that attitude of thankfulness. Why? What we put our attention on grows, yes? This is, this is religious science. This is law of attraction. What we put our attention on grows. We just are grateful for everything. I said, before I get out of bed in the morning, I start with my toes. Grateful for my toes. They keep me from falling over. You know, if it weren't for my toes, right? You'd like just fall on your face. Start there. Work yourself up the, the whole body. There are all kinds of things in your body does without you even having to think about it. Right? Your food, your food is digested. You don't have to think about that after you eat. Oh, my God, I hope my small intestines do their job, you know? It just happens. Be grateful. It happens, right? So gratitude is always number one on the list. Always. And affirmations. Don't you love affirmations? Affirmations are a starting point. Now, they may not get you all the way, but, but affirmations are a great way to change your, your thinking, the trend of your thinking. If you tend to go, oh, my God, now what? That's time for an affirmation. 
and it changes the trends of our thinking. So affirmations like, I'm worthy of all the good in the universe. Yes. <laughs> Don't you love it? Say it. I'm worthy of all the good in the universe. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that one. How about I live an abundant life? I live an abundant life. And that's, again, abundance in all forms. You know, when we talk about abundance, people go right away to cash, don't they? They go right away to money. Oh, my God, you know, I, wanna, I, I see a thousand million dollars in my bank account, whatever. It's not about that, because even if you did have a million dollars, what would you do with it? I remember Jacob Glass always used to say, don't pray for money. You prayed for money last time. Remember, you got it and you blew it. <laughs> it's true. What is it we really want when we say we want a million dollars? We want the stuff that we think a million dollars is going to get us. We don't want the million dollars, really. I mean, like, who wants a million dollars just sitting in the bank just cluttering things up? We want the stuff that the million dollars is going to get us, the vacation, or actually the sense of security, that somehow we're safe because we have all this money in the bank, right? Somehow we're safe. And what we know is our safety is in spirit. It has nothing to do with money. Our safety lies in spirit. Anyway, another affirmation. What else can we have? I receive, I experience all good things in abundance. I experience all good things in abundance. All my actions lead to abundance and prosperity. All my actions lead to abundance and prosperity. I love it. Okay. I allow all good things to come into my life and I enjoy them. I allow all good things to come into my life, and I enjoy them. Remember, enjoy, abundance is enjoying the things that we're, we're manifesting. And, of course, the ever-popular thank you. Thank you. Right? Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you ever say in your whole life is thank you, that would be enough. That's what we're talking about. So here's the deal with affirmations. We say them till we mean them, right? <laughs> yes, say them until you mean them. They can sound odd and weird at first. Allow yourself to play that mental game of tennis. Do you ever do that? I'm a tennis player, so I kind of equate it to that. Because you go, I am powerful, and, and I manifest an abundant life. And then on the other side of the net, there's a guy, oh, no, you don't. You're just poor, and you can't even pay your bills. I am powerful, and I get, right? And it goes back and forth and back and forth until you kind of hang on one side, and you get the ace. Okay, that's what it's about. Say them until you mean them. Say that until you're grounded in the truth of them, because they are truth. So number three, create an environment for good to flow into your experience. Create an environment, right? Here you go. Listen to this. That means declutter. That means create an opening for good to flow into your experience. You know, you can always tell what the backseat of somebody's car is by looking in their purse. Absolutely. If your purse is all cluttered up, not guys, I know this is not for you, but, you, but women, you know what I mean, right? Your purse is all cluttered, it's like, yep, you can see where there must be clutter in the house, clutter in the garage, clutter in the back seat of the car. Declutter. Gentlemen, same thing with your wallets. You're carrying around cards probably from 1968, you know? <laughs> Those little ID cards for the discounts in BevMo or something. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Declutter. Declutter. Create a space. Create an opening for abundance to flow. And that means getting rid of stuff. If you haven't used it in six months, guess what? Putting it in a closet isn't going to have you use it more. 
Putting it away in your garage is certainly not going to invite you to use it more. If you haven't used it in six months, get rid of it. Pass it on to somebody who's going to love it as much as you did. Right? Number four, be a good and wise steward of the money you have. Pay attention to it. Love it up. Collect your coins. Don't dismiss coins. You got to love coins. You know that story about that millionaire that was going into the restaurant with his friend? And outside of the door, he stopped. There was a penny on the ground. So he bent over, picked it up, put it in his pocket. And his friends just couldn't let it go. You know, and he was like, he's a millionaire. What is he doing, for God's sakes? And so they finally asked him in the restaurant, like, what, what? Just what? You have a million dollars. You have over a million dollars. What are you doing picking up pennies off the ground? And he said, oh, it's not about the penny. It's about what's written on the penny. It says, in God we trust. And he said, every time I see a coin on the ground, it's, I know it's there to remind me to trust to trust God. So I pick it up, go, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. I need to trust. We live in an abundant universe, and I need to trust. So be a wise steward. Money is only good if it's in circulation. It's just like red blood cells. <laughs> Money and red blood cells are the same, kind of, you know. It's only good if it's in circulation. So pay it forward. Do fun things with money. I know I went Last month, I guess it was, last month, I drove through the Starbucks to get coffee on the way here, and the woman at the, at the window said, oh, yours was paid by the people in front of you. Oh, oh, my God, how cool was that, right? That was just so delicious. So I was like, great, I'll pay for the people behind me. Let's keep it going. Let's see how far it'll go. Things like that, just surprise things that you can do with your money. Be, be conscious of it. If you are a conscious custodian of cash you are, you are, you're making your money feel loved. Does that make sense? You're valuing it just like you value the blood that's circulating around your body. If you are a conscious custodian of the good you have, that means you're placing your attention on it. It grows, right? It generates that, that energy of appreciation. That's all. So we're constant, we're conscious stewards of the good we have been given. And that applies to everything, doesn't it? We must be conscious stewards of the good we have been given uh, as, far, what, as far as the earth is concerned, right? Be conscious stewards of the good we've been given. Clean up after yourself. Don't leave litter around. I mean, all of these different ways we are conscious stewards of the good we have been given. And then, and then number five, this one's a toughie sometimes. Learn to love your bills. <laughs> and I don't mean dollar bills. I mean the bills that come in the house. Learn to love your bills. I know nobody writes checks anymore. I'm like a dinosaur. I'm the only one that, that writes checks anymore. But if you write a check for something, right, in the memo, G-I-M-S, right, God is my source. We put that in the memo line. Or, or G-I-M-S-S, God is my source and supply. Right? And even if you don't, even if you pay it online, you can still do the same thing. There's a place for a memo there, isn't there, when you pay, pay, pay bills online? Put it in there. And the reason why we're doing that is why we are absolutely blessed to be able to have used those services that we're paying for. Right? We've already used the service. It's already been granted to us. I've already used the electricity that I'm paying for. I've already used the water. I've taken a shower. Thank you, God. I have water indoors. It is appreciating, hey, companies extended me the trust that 
you know, I could have those services, and so then I'm appreciating that trust by paying for services I've already used. So there you have it. Ways to expand our consciousness of abundance. Again, not a get-rich-quick scheme, like Ernest Holmes said, right? But ways in which we turn our attention to the abundance of life, to the abundance of, of the world in which we live, to this great and wonderful and beautiful and blessed planet that we call home and to really resonate in the consciousness of the abundance of all good things that we already have. Look at all the abundance of friends right here in this room, the abundance of this community. We already have all of this good, and we keep focused on that good, and that is what expands. Ernest Holmes said this, and I want to just finish up with this. He said, we do not teach the fallacy that there is any law in the universe which renders to a person what he or she wants. We teach this, that we get what we are, always, inevitably, irrevocably, immutably, by law, through order, in justice, without question. So it is incumbent upon us to be the biggest consciousness that we can be, to grow as big as spirit knows of us to be, to be the giant centers of love that we are, to be the giant centers of joy and abundance and beauty that we are. Because as big as we can grow our consciousness, that, that is how big the good is that flows into our experience. Thank you so much.